As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. There's, there's information that I can't quite divulge mm. yet about the situation with Priya. Fair enough. Would, Perfect. But hopefully the truth about the situation will come out very, very soon. Ultimately, for me, I think she was grasping at excuses to end. This is On the Fence with Monica Oksani. Welcome back to another episode of On the Fence with Monica Xamit, your host. Today's episode is with my friend, Brett Staniland, who is on Love Island Season 7. Let's do this intro. <laughs> Welcome to her show, Brett. We just literally missed the entire intro because we started talking and I forgot. So uh, my friend, <laughs> Brett, Hi. welcome from Love Island. Hi again, Monica. It's so nice to be here. <laughs> Guys, we just had such a great intro, and I, oh, god damn, this is what happens when I'm when I, when I podcast with my friends. Anyways, when I posted about you on my Instagram, everybody blew me up, wanting to hear what you have to say about Love Island. So, yeah, let's summarize what we just talked about. You know, I I wasn't even aware of the like US and Australian audience watching the show. I thought it was just very UK dominated, so I was surprised as well when like. My American friends was reaching out like, oh my God, we're just getting the episodes now. I'd already been like, their show had already ended, but they're getting them a bit now as well. So my friends, so it's cool. It's reached across the pond, I guess. So it's completely done for you guys or it's been done, like it aired yeah, and stuff? The show's completely finished. Because <laughs> right, yeah. for us, I think a week ago, I kind of stopped watching when you weren't on it. I was watching earlier and then yeah. I traveled and then I saw you posted that you were on. I was like, oh, hell yeah, I need to watch. And I, <laughs> I skipped through some episodes to get to your stuff. And then yeah. when you left, I watched like one more episode. And I was like, I don't care anymore. I'm not invested. Okay. <laughs> but I, I think I, I think somebody told me a week ago was like the last episode. It finished like a couple of weeks ago now when we just filmed this weekend. We just filmed the reunion episode on um, Sunday. That was live on Sunday. So now it's done. It's completely finished. Got it. So I think we were just behind on all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, again, I was I was upset for you when you left and you got removed. So I could not. <laughs> pay attention yeah it's because obviously love island uk was out before the usa one so i think everybody was just so excited about love island period being back that they started watching yeah. the uk one and i mean like it, it's different obviously like different cultures we know because we've traveled but like like the uk one's completely different from the american one and completely different from the australian yeah. one so it's so interesting to watch like the different cultures interact yeah. with each other like obviously like when I travel like I, you, I have a different interaction with you than you do with British people because obviously you have a di- different culture with them so yeah. um for me it's more entertaining to watch like UK one 
Really, I, I think some of my friends have told me about the Australian one, and that sounds really entertaining. I think we have a tip, very typically British interaction on the show and how we like pull people for a chat and all that stuff. Um, but I think, it, yeah, I need to watch the Australian one for sure and the American one. Same, that's my plan. I was, I watched, uh, I'm watching the September 11th documentary, which is that one's wild. Yeah. And then I'm starting the UK Austra- or Love Island, Australia. So. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. Anyway, so we talked about this all in my intro that I did not record. Still upset about this. Of how we met. We met on an Instagram group for content creators to help support each other. And some most people really didn't stick around, but we became friends. We hung out in yeah. Madrid when I was there for um I was there for like two, three days, but I was also just in Spain, period. And we realized we're the same people as we are on social media because most people aren't. A lot of people have a lot of followers and are empty. Um, not all, but there's a good chunk oh, of them. Really? There's there's a good chunk, yeah. Yeah, and there's just they think that their follower count makes them like I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, and like king queen queen of the world, they're like, oh, you have only a hundred k. That Ooh. yeah, it's mm, sorry, I'm at half a million. I'm better than you. <laughs> yeah. All right, calm down, relax. And then Brett complimented my TikTok, um, and we talked about TikTok, yeah. and I think we're caught up. I think we're all at everything That's we need. That was it, yeah. We met through Instagram. We became in real life friends and we stayed friends since. Yeah. Cool. What, what a great story. Perfect. Summarized. Um, you guys missed, you know, the banter, but we'll, we'll have plenty. There's, yeah, there's loads in the tank. All right. So let's start off. How did you end up getting casted for Love Island? So um, I think me and a couple of the others who did the show, we got we got approached. So you can apply. Anyone can apply. There was millions of applicants, I've been told. Um, but someone from the production team at ITV reached out to me, sent me a DM like, we'd love to consider you for the show. Are you single? And they'd done it a couple of times before and I'd said no in the past. Um, but now I felt it was just the right time. So I agreed, had like several Zoom meetings with the production um, and then went down to London to meet with them on a few occasions. They, they, the casting for this series has taken two years in total. So some of the people were cast ages ago for a series that didn't quite happen because of, you know, the vid and all that. Right. And so they kept them in mind and the whole thing took two years. I, they reached out to me, I think in February this year. So it's been like casting process the whole year. And then, yeah, eventually they're like, yeah, we want you for the show. We want you to be a bombshell, which means you go in after the original starts. Um, but then there's still loads of uncertainty about when right. you're going to go in and all of that stuff. But yeah. Right. Oh, that's cool. Um, okay, so what made you, what made now different than before? So why did you decide to do it this time and not before? Um, before, I think I was very immersed in academia, my studies, you know, I've been at uni a long time, work was really crazy, and it wasn't something I was really putting energy into, like my love life. It was just, I was just kind of, you know what, just whatever. It's in the background. If it happens, it happens. If not, that's cool. Um, then we had lockdown for a long time, and it was difficult to meet people, and then obviously I got a little bit older too, so... <laughs> I was like, all my friends are in relationships. I don't feel left out, but I feel like it'd be nice to have that too. So I'm a much more open-minded person now. So I just thought, yeah, why not go live on an island with loads of other single people for a few weeks and see what happens. Right, sitting in the sun, why not? Yeah. Would you ever go on another reality TV show again? Oh, I think, well, I'm, I've got some filming in the pipeline, but... I probably would, but I'm a lot less naive than I was. Like watching a few episodes back made me realize, I mean, I knew they were in control of the narrative, but to see how they have your character and they can like pigeonhole you just with like certain conversations 
very eye-opening to see how I came across. And I've got friends like, you're not like this in, in like real person all the time. So it was, it was interesting. I would do some reality TV, but I'd be much more selective, I think. Gotcha. Okay. So you find out you're going, how do you actually end up preparing for the show? Like, did you do anything oh. special and life-changing? Um, um, well, you have to prepare. Basically, they make you block out the best part of three months and say you could, if you're there really early and you last the whole time, you could be away for a long, long, long stint. So I was preparing all my work stuff to like tick over in the background, um, telling like all my modeling agents and my clients that I'm going to be away. But I had to also sort out a wardrobe to take because I wasn't going to accept any of the clothes that the show provided to. Um, and then it's just like, getting okay in your own headspace because there's so much uncertainty so they were like right we're gonna fly you to Mallorca we'll let you know when and I'm just like okay and then I'm just sat by the phone for four weeks right I was thinking well, I'm gonna go in now but then if I go now I've got to do two weeks quarantine then I go in I'm like oh shit, that's halfway through the show I'm gonna miss half the show so yeah eventually you get the call that you're going to Mallorca and you have to do two weeks in quarantine there at least so even whilst I was in Mallorca, I was still like, when am I going to go in? Is it going to be as soon as the two weeks is up? Is it going to be three weeks, whatever? And yeah, you just sat around. So it's really hard to prepare. It is so hard because you just literally don't know and no one else has the answers. So yeah, you have to kind of be at peace with being in the unknown. Yeah. Um, okay. So before I move on, I have a few things on that. So it's interesting about the whole clothing. Um, you mentioned that they send you clothes, which is very different from my understanding of reality TV shows in America that we get our own clothes, unless you are, if I understand correctly, if you're the lead of Bachelor Bachelorette, I think I'm pretty sure they have stylists, but yeah. otherwise like you bring your own clothes. So that's very different from our experience here in America. So that's, yeah. I feel like that's cool, you know, cause otherwise it costs you money to be buying clothes it's, that you might not cool, be yeah. wearing. That's true. The, um, so the whole thing, like the, basically one of the biggest partners for Love Island is um, in the past, it's been like Boohoo, the clothing brand. This year, it was I saw it first. And they essentially like provide wardrobe for the islanders whilst they're there. So if you want to, you can just say, yeah, please can have some shirts, some jeans, some shorts, and they literally will send you anything. Um, and then even whilst you're in holding before you actually go on the show, they're like, here's X amount of money to go and spend online. Just let us know and we'll deliver it to you. So there's like an abundance of clothes at your, at your expose. But um, yeah, I, was, I wasn't going to accept any of those clothes because it's not really on brand for me. Right. So I was preparing my wardrobe for the next few weeks. So wait, so in those scenes when they're dragging out suitcases, do they only have like socks and underwear in those suitcases yeah. in that case? Everyone thinks they're empty. They're actually not empty. They are full. <laughs> right, um, but you're saying they get sent clothes, so it can't be like, you know, full, full of stuff. Honestly, when I flew, I flew home with three other Islanders and there was 17 suitcases. Well, they were probably bringing those clothes back with them. So yeah, so right. there's, you go, okay. you take the stuff that you go with and then you get given one of the Love Island suitcases too whilst you're there. Um, and they just fill those to the brim as well. So yeah, Got everyone can with a lot of clothes. Okay, okay, so that makes sense. Okay, cool. So that answers that question. Um, another thing I was going to say, the uncertainty and unknown part, I mean, at least in America, I don't know how it is in, I mean, different cultures, different approaches. And I did work, my commercial, I feel like we've talked about this, was from a British company, number seven, we also have a lot of unknowns and uncertainty. And like, you know, you you're booked for a project, but you don't know when it's being filmed. You don't know when you're being flown out. Like you get flown out 
I remember for my commercial flying to Florence because um, we filmed in the marble quarry in Carrera. They booked my flight a week before. And I remember freaking out because I had world championships right afterwards. So I was flying straight from there to world championships. I'm like, I- I'm preparing for a competition. So I really need you guys to get your shit together. But like, they didn't have dates. Like for the longest time, they didn't know where it was being filmed. Like they're like, oh, it could be, could be Italy, could be Spain, could be England. We don't really know. I'm like, how do you, don't you need a location? Yeah, honestly, I think you and I live quite last minute lives. So I was, I wasn't okay with it, but I was, you know, I've experienced it before. Just yeah. like living, right? You've got to be ready to be on the go. Like I could get a call, <laughs> and it's like two days, you're gone. So yeah, yeah it's um, it's nerve wracking. It really, it, it, it really is. But you're just like once you kind of know this. I mean, I don't like it, but I know that's what it's like. So I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah. I'll find out. My mom like is always the one that freaks out. And she's like, well, when are you flying? I'm like, I don't know. And she's yeah. like, didn't they give you dates for like next week? And I was like, yeah. But yeah, it doesn't mean anything. My, my parents are this exact same. I think they live extremely, I love structure too, but they live extremely structured lives. So my mom would be like, oh, what are you doing in like three Thursdays time? Do you want to have lunch? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing in three days time. So right. like, I have no idea. I might be in the country, I might not. So right. yeah. Yeah. So for me, I mean, as an athlete, like I do have a lot of structure and because I mean, that makes sense. And I know what my more or less what my look week looks like. There's things that could change here and there, of course. Yeah. But I have like, more or less things that are always the same and everything else gets added on. Um, so for me, quarantine was really rough, but I guess good at the same time. Cause I've learned to live or to be more okay with unknowns and uncertainty because I mean, at that time I didn't know anything, what mm-hmm. next year looked like, what a few months looks like. So that was really rough, but we got through it and we're a little bit better with uncertainty and unknowns, yeah. which is, I feel like set, has set me up for things that are coming anyways. Okay. So all right, so I like the term bombshell that they gave you. I got like abused for that as well online. They're like, what kind of bombshell is this? He's not even good looking. They're like, they were People like so throwing mean. the word bombshell around. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> not bombshell. Yeah. yeah, that's what they call us anyway. That's funny. I didn't, I guess I didn't catch that being said anywhere. So I, I love that. And I'm going to definitely tease you for that from now on. <laughs> I'm going to change you as bombshell instead of Brett or bombshell, bombshell Brett. Brett. Yeah, there you go. I got it. Changing you as soon as we hang up. How did it feel walking in as a bombshell when everybody else was already like established couples and friends? Did you end up feeling super uncomfortable or were they all just very welcoming? You know, I, I went in at quite a tricky stage. There was couples that had been together for like six, seven weeks. And so they were super tight. And I've got to go in, right, and talk to all the girls, see where their all head, heads are all at and see if I could maybe split someone up or, you know, just see what happens. Luckily... Everyone was super nice when I got there. Um, I was like lying on a sun lounger whilst they yeah. were all out to challenge and they came to find me at the villa. Um, but yeah, they were all really nice. The thing, the, the difficult thing was Priya was basically the only girl I could actually go for. Right. After speaking, I mean, she was probably the one I would have gone for anyway, but you know, you have to assess your options. And so when I was speaking to like Millie and Mary and Kaz, I'm like, these are in such good, solid relationships now that there's just no one's going to turn their heads. Um, the thing that was difficult was integrating within the boys mm-hmm. because after two days of me being there and I survived a recoupling, there was like a big drama with the boys, um, with Jake, who was like one of the original guys. And so he needed the boys to rally around him and be a support group, but I wasn't integrated enough to be there as one of his close guys. So I kind of got cast aside and the same with Priya with the girls. So we were just like forced to spend a lot of time together. I mean, in a really short space of time. So 
it was it was really challenging, but obviously eventually after four, five, six days, um, the guys are great. And even now, like I'm really, really well with loads of them. Um, but yeah, it was tricky. Going in when I went in was really, really tricky. Yeah, but I, I kind of like the concept of this. And I like the way that it was done here. I, I actually haven't ever watched a Love Island previously. This was my first one watching. So yeah. I feel like I have like the little like naive um, perspective of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's like super like, real life like you know what I mean like you you're established couple with somebody but somebody appears in your life whether it's in in work at the gym um I don't know on the tube or the subway as we call it in America and you know they're like wow this person's interesting they can approach you and it's kind of you know it tests your it tests your relationship to see how strong you are or whatever because I don't know personally for me when I'm in a relationship like I'm not even really attracted to other guys like he'll like a attractive man will walk by I'm like oh he's nice like that's nice but like when I'm single I'm like damn like <laughs> you come approach me i'd hit that you know it's like, like damn, i want to make a tiktok about him yeah like oh man <laughs> I, love, I love that we can talk about tiktok yeah basically do it for the content um so i think it's really cool because it seems okay obviously it's not real life because you guys are stuck in a villa in mallorca with no yeah. no problems and no it, real life but that's is, like it, the most real life thing yeah it has that real life um concept i think it's it's a it's like real life, but super intense version of that, because when things happen, you have such a short period of time to deal with them. And even when like there's conflict or, you know, we'll have an argument and you know what, such and such is giving me attention now, so I'm going to talk to them and we have an argument or something. You're around each other 24 seven yeah. and there's only you there. So if you have a problem, you just have to face it head on within the next hour or right, two. Right, right. That's what you get. Still stuck so, with everybody. Exactly. So if your head's being <laughs> turned, you're like, you give it a day, maybe two and like, yeah, you know, I think I'm really feeling it with this other person. Then you'll get a text and say, like, right, there's a recoupling. And now you're like, shit, I actually have to make a decision about right someone now. I've known four weeks or someone I've known three days and it's like Ugh. yeah so it's just it has the real life test but just really intensified yeah that makes sense I, I think that's what everybody says about reality shows that like everything happens but it's like so much more intense because yeah. again I mean you don't have like outside factors and distractions and like hold on I can't do this right now I have a job yeah. like I have nothing to do but handle this conflict right now so as I'm just yeah. saying is there anything that was that wasn't aired that you think should have in regards to you oh you know, when I think when I came out and I, everyone's like, how was your experience? And I was like, it was a roller coaster. And I was like, what do you mean? You're boring. I'm like, no, no, no. There's so much you didn't see. Literally the first 36 hours was absolutely crazy. I arrived, sat down a few girls, had a chat, went on a date within five hours, came home, had an argument, not an argument, but I had some conflict with one of the boys who was like one of the big main boys. So I had to have this thing with him. Then I had to sit down all the boys and talk to them about how I'd gone around speaking to the girls. And that was all within six, seven hours. Went to bed, woke up, there's a recoupling. So I'd spend all the day trying to date Priya. Matt was coming in and interrupting like three or four dates. Yeah, your, yo- yeah, your yoga date. date. Literally, yeah, yoga date. I also did um, a cocktail making date for us where I got like all the ingredients. The production were great with me. I was like, I want to arrange this. And they sorted it all out. So I got like all the ingredients to make like a mojito, a me and Priya mm-hmm. made drinks. Then we went over and had a little sit down and we had a good conversation. And then there was a recoupling. That's 36 hours. Right. And like there's loads of situations where the girls would break arguing people would be crying and all of this stuff that just didn't air at all yeah so yeah everyone's like oh what do you mean you're there for a week and nothing happened I was like oh okay yeah I mean then I had to lap dance on loads of strangers too yeah but I mean that's like the thing with like they do so much filming um especially like on a show like that where it's like they're fam- filming day and night as we saw with the graduation and all that stuff <laughs> so funny I love that that's what they called it that was the funniest thing ever had their whole yeah. graduation ceremony <laughs> 
I love those girls. And I told you this, I feel like I would be so such good friends with all of them. They seem so yeah. fun. But yeah, so like it makes sense that like a lot of things obviously won't be aired and things that, you know, probably really were, shouldn't be aired, get aired because some people in production find them interesting. Yeah, um, there's, there's maybe a narrative or something that they know the public's reacting to. They're like, right, we're going to follow this storyline predominantly for the next two episodes. So yeah, you have to, you just have to accept that they have the control. Yeah. And I mean, that's what they always say, like only be comfortable saying with what you want aired because they can't really do much with things that you aren't saying. So exactly. But then th- see, this was my, I wanted, I was quite measured with the words that I chose to use whilst I was there. But then you get the old argument with, <clears throat> well, are you being yourself? Are you being genuine? I'm like, I'm being myself, probably just a rounded version of myself. Cause you have to take a couple of corners, like in your edge off sometimes, just that so you don't come across as like abrasive or obnoxious or whatever, if you have an argument. So I was me, but I was a very measured me, you know? Yeah. But I think you kind of have to, I mean, you know, props to anybody that's like down to be themselves or whatever, but I mean, you and I kind of, you know, have our, our things that we are. And I don't know, like for me, like if I were to be on a reality show, I represent a whole lot more than just, you know, a human being. I represent the United States. I represent the Olympic committee. I com- I exactly. represent all fencers. I represent Penn state. Like I-, I feel like I would be like crucified yeah. by everybody. So exactly. I know like I would have to think about the things that I'm saying a lot more and it d- definitely does come across as more calculated than somebody else, but you know, we're in a different position. Yeah. So that's, what that's can you exactly really do? I represent the academics, I represent my university, my institution, and I represent the clients that I've worked with as well in the past because people search you and they're like, oh, we work right. with this brand and that brand. And they're the ones that are watching too. I want right. to come out of this and still be able to work with those. So yeah, I'm definitely the same for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so we have to get into a juicier question because... <laughs> Because this is all I heard about from everybody. Everybody was like, oh my God, we need the tea from Brett. He needs to tell us everything. I know there's things we probably can't answer and whatever, we get it. But so we wanted to talk about the whole Priya thing. Um, I was upset. Again, I know there's things that weren't necessarily aired, you know, little some parts, but I was definitely upset that you were the last one to find out about the fact that you're quote unquote boring. Um, I don't know. I hung out with you. We had laughs and I didn't think you were boring. If I thought you were boring, I would not still be friends with you, obviously. So for anybody wondering, I don't think Brett's boring, but you know, um, whatever. So yeah. So what can you tell us about that whole situation? uh, Well, we kind of just talked on, you know, more calculated, whatever. There's, there's information that I can't quite divulge mm. yet about the situation with Priya. Fair enough. Would, Perfect. But hopefully the truth about the situation will come out very, very soon. Ultimately, for me, I think she was grasping at excuses to end what we had going. Um, and I don't think it was as genuine as... That's, I agree with that. And that's what I said. I had a whole conversation with my friend about it. I mean, I, I'm not trash talking her. I'm sure she's sweet. I don't know her. All I have is what I see on reality TV. I don't know her personally. So all I yeah, can go yeah. off of is what they've given me. But it's, I just want her to know I'm not attacking her if she is listening. But I thought it was like funny when she's like oh but like he doesn't like cheese so like you yeah. know how am I gonna have a cheese board and I was like you you I eat the whole cheese board He'll, he can cut it up for you if you're like Brett babe like I'm hungry I'm starving like I'm having a bad day I'm sure he'd pour you a glass of wine and cut up some cheese and make you a, a beautiful Honestly. cheese board and then you don't have to cha- share that last piece Honestly. of cheese that's your favorite cheese you don't have to give it to him you get to eat it like the weirdest thing about that bit the weirdest thing about that bit is that this cheese conversation I don't recall. And the fact, that she brought Brie, the fact that she brought up Brie, like, oh yeah, he said Brie. I'm like, I definitely wouldn't say that because I hate it. I, that's one cheese I really don't like. So I don't know where she made it all up from. <laughs> that's like oh, the vanilla dude. cheese, the basic cheese. We, the weirdest bit, 
again was we were sat eating a plate full of mozzarella before that i'd had we'd had like pasta and cheese it was just weird to me so for me it was like grasping at just any excuse that she could think of i know why she was trying to grasp an excuse so hopefully other people will do soon too but again that conversation was spun in a way to make it look like i wasn't really the conversationist and she was but really in that those conversations where she was like he's boring whatever we were talking about going axe throwing bowling we talked about the cinema and i bantered her for liking just salted popcorn all this stuff there was loads of little dialogues that went on but they cropped it where it's like yeah coffee and then i didn't say anything else and then she was like yeah brett's boring so it looked like i was right but so much of the conversation they miss um for me my annoyance with priya my disappointment with her was how she handled it she said i didn't know this at the time until we watched it back but saying all that stuff to the girls at dinner then saying it to all the girls around the fire pit, then saying it to the diary room, like literally saying it down a camera. I didn't realize how like reinforced it was for her and the mean things that she said. The main thing for me was that she used terms that I'd opened up to her about that other people had called me in the past that I was trying to get away from because it had hurt me in the past. Like being called a robot with my emotions is something I've really tried to work on recently. And one of the reasons I was doing the show. So for her to use that very specific insult down a camera and reinforce it again was something that was tough for me. But yeah, again, that day, you don't see the conversation I had with Teddy where I said, mate, I'm exhausted and I might be ready to step back and just be friends if something doesn't drastically change. So I bring up the friends word midday that day. I then bring it up again with Aaron. But the conversation where you see us, well, where you see me get friend zoned, it wasn't actually as imbalanced as it looked where Priya just friend zones me. It was a much more, I think that's why I said, oh, this is the easiest breakup ever. I was like, yeah, because it was 50% me too. Right. Yeah, you were on the Uh, same page. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. I even said like, people who go around and do that, it's a really big, Aaron brought this to me hard. He was like, mate, that is a big character indication. Like, I don't have any mates that would go and talk about that, talk like that about someone behind their back. It's a big character indication of what she's like and her values. He was like, you're not like that, mate. You're true. That makes sense. I mean, I can can understand her going and talk to like one or two of her close friends over there, um, which has happened. It's not like every single conversation with the girls was with everybody, but like to be like- You go in a WhatsApp group and you're like, oh, my husband's pissing me off. I'm getting exhausted. Like he's really doing my head in. Obviously it's not going to be aired to millions of people. Right, right. But but, but I mean, still, even if she went off to the side with like, I don't know, with two of the girls and being like, listen, like, I don't know what's wrong. Like I I find him boring based on the conversations. Like, I don't really know what to do. I don't know if like I'm overthinking it. I don't know if I'm just trying to find a like a a problem with this. That would have been different, you know, because it's like you confiding and asking for advice. Because even I've been like, you know, like the guy seems perfect, but I'm just not into him. Like what's, am I doing something wrong? Or like, am I, am I messing this up? Like as my friend, what do you see? So that's just getting advice from friends. But like I said, I think, I feel like you were literally the last person in that on that entire um in yes. that entire villa to find out that you're boring yeah. to her <laughs> yeah you know um I really, really commend the guys with this. I saw them all yesterday in the day, at the weekend and they were like, they sat me down like, mate, we've been wanting to tell you this the night it happened. And we all sat down and said, you know what, let's give her the benefit of the doubt and hopefully she brings it to you the day after. So when we got up and it was like, have you heard? And I'm still like, no, they're like, right, enough's enough. Like we're all going to sit you down and tell you now because it's not right. So honestly, the lads, I say to the lads, like they handled it perfectly and yeah. I would have done the exact same. They gave Priya a couple of opportunities exactly. to tell me herself and she didn't. So they jumped in eventually which is great and yeah, yeah. that's why I've got such a good relationship with all the boys still now yeah I think that's fair to, to both parties I mean you you know you you want your friends to tell them but obviously you were all friends so they had to be fair to everybody in the situation so I agree I think the guys really handled it well yeah. as well maybe not all the situations maybe some of the things could have been handled differently the way that they did yeah you know? um, I was very upset with Liam um, and the whole Millie situation she yeah. deserved better but I hope he's tra- he's making up to her now 
you know, it, so I, I went in and I was like, I was watching the whole time. Like Millie is such a great person. Oh, I love her. She's I the love sweetest. Her. And I was like, she's not even usually the kind of girl I would go for. But because I'd seen so much of a character and a personality, I was like, that's attractive. So I would love to chat to her. But then by the time I got in there, when you see her and Liam together, you just say, oh my God, they're just so great together. Yeah. Now Liam learned his lesson. It was a really tough moment for them, but they've rode the wave. And yeah, they're just awesome. They're great people now. Yeah, I, I love them. Like I said, I think Millie and I should be besties because I think we would <laughs> yeah, be. I so when we're all in London together, yeah. make, it, make it happen. Okay, dokie. So how did it feel while you were there and having ca- cameras on you nonstop every breathing moment? It was, so obviously, you know that with our job, we have to know where all the cameras are. Yeah. So they're always in the corner of our eyes so that yeah. we can be positioned ourselves, right? So then going into a place where there's, what, literally 200 cameras, even at the end of your bed, I'm having a, con- I've been having a conversation with you and just past your ear, there's a camera beaming straight in my eyes. So I'm there like, oh shit yeah there's a camera there there's also one behind my right shoulder and it's just it's so hard to forget them especially when our job is to know exactly where they are at all times I feel like I'd be staring at the camera the entire time yeah I do times I just look and look straight down a lens and I feel like David Brent in the office and I'm like oh shit I'm not supposed to look down the camera (laughs) Um, literally so it's like oh you have to like slowly turn that switch off. I feel like I'd like time. Mike. I feel like I'd Michael Scott on the office and be like, "Ah, <laughs> she's such a dud." Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So you have to turn that switch off, which took a few days for me for sure. Right. It was well with the microphones. Like you're mic'd up twenty four seven. The only times we, yeah, I'm and I get that. I'm the same with speaking and press and stuff. But <clears> you know, at the end of a long day, when you, especially when there's such stressful situations right. and they're personal. Do you know what, I just want to go grab Aaron and Teddy and just go and Tyler and just go have a chat, like just us three and just not worry about what I'm saying and be judged on it. So we'd get in the swimming pool, which is the only time you have to take your microphone off. And you, we'd swim to like the edge of the pool, which is right on the border of the of the villa. And we'd like kind of try and get a conversation in away from the cameras, just to talk really quietly. That's so funny. And there's a tannoy in the villa and it's production. And they'd be like, Brett, if you're going to talk in the swimming pool, please, can you go towards your microphone? I'm like, oh, shit. So we'd have to swim to the edge where we dropped our microphones off and talk there. And even in bed. So we take our actual physical microphones off, put them on a bedside table. But in the headboard, there's like a microphone there. And a camera that's like just sat perched over your bed all the well, time. Right, because so. we could so we could see graduation. Yeah, yeah. See graduation ceremony. <clears throat> yeah, no, that yeah. makes sense. Like there's there are it's it's different having again, like having having to think about what you're representing and how you're representing yeah. yourself and all that stuff, but and still being you. So definitely you, yeah. Definitely a struggle. Oh man. Do you have any advice for anyone that's interested in being a, on a reality show? Oh, any advice? I mean, oh yeah, what can I, what can I give? I actually went and did what you're doing now, like speak to people who've done it in the past. So I spoke to, coincidentally bumped into a few previous Islanders. So I spoke to a friend called Dom Lever, who's on I think season two. Dr. Alex, who was on a couple of years ago as well. Great, really great people. And I have some other friends who have done reality TV. So I was getting their advice. I also checked in with, you know, your work commitments. You're not sure how they're going to take it and how the reception is going to be. So you don't have to tell them you're going on the show, but just like checking off. I wonder what it'd be like if like one of the guys did this. What Would, right. you, would you still work with them? Right. Like, yeah, that makes sense. That so you just like gauge what, what they're going to be like after but also be aware that you have to be at peace with the people who know you and love you and trust you are going to be okay with whatever they see on television because they they've known you they have a character reference for you for years that's been built up and you're never going to damage or change that once you're okay with that wouldn't caring what the public think about you i get dm literally 50 to 100 dms today either saying the word cheese or saying the word boring <laughs> you just have to get 
used to it you literally just have to get used to that because they don't know you and even i'll comment on a friend's post like from the island like oh my god we had such a fun night it was great seeing you love you lots people will be like you're bo- you're so boring like why are you even talking to any other islanders like they don't like you either you're boring or you're on for two seconds like why do you care you just have to be okay with it yeah but i feel like the same thing goes with like i don't know i've been on like youtube videos and i've received like positive and negative comments like there was like a buzzfeed video and it's not like even I have that much time to even show my personality. I feel like you, yeah, exactly. not that you have control over it, but you at least had more air time for things to be cut from. Again, yeah. not that you had the control over that, but like you had a lot more to work with time-wise. For me, it was like yeah. in this clip, it's like about me teaching random people, like whatever, Buzzfeeders, how to fence. And it's like, you have like little few seconds for like clips. And the one guy was, I know it was put on for a show, but he was like, oh, I'll beat you. Like you're a woman, whatever. Like yeah, I got yeah. this, whatever. Right, we roll eyes i know it was like a thing to like get people to watch whatever but like i hate that stuff so i was he was he was like oh like it looks like you're sweating or something and i was like no i don't like i'm not sweating like it looks like you're something something i don't remember like it, but it was like yeah. it came off something of like me clapping back at him and people were like oh right. she's so cocky for only a bronze medalist and i'm like what do you want me to say to somebody that's saying like you're a woman and i'm because of that i'm gonna beat you like you think yeah. i'm not gonna say like some kind of like remark to stand up for oh, myself yeah. and that makes me cocky the retaliation alone apparently makes makes someone a certain person it's ridiculous I think um the other advice I would say is one thing that we got during the show was good psychological help good welfare help um so now I had a psychologist appointment today just to check in and see how I'm doing that kind of support is really important too because doing these shows it can be really overwhelming and consuming um reading negativity like or if I spent the day reading just negative comments when I came out and it was really really bad and so you need someone to like just to talk to about it. I had people calling me a Nazi, a serial killer, murderer. Like people sending me voice notes, like long voice notes on Instagram, multiple people saying that I've murdered multiple people and they know me and all this stuff. So coming out reading that, then coming out and being slandered for political views that weren't even true. I'm like, oh my God. So eventually you do get some control. So once I was able to get my phone back and do some Instagram stories, go live, people could see my personality more. You then can change that narrative. I'm now getting much much more apologies. Like, I'm so sorry for saying this. It was wrong, blah, blah, which on the internet, I would never expect to see someone apologizing. It was like, yeah. So eventually, you know, people will come and we'll, we'll have better to character references for you regardless of what they see on the show right well that's cool that's good to know well first of all all those comments are terrible i can't believe people yeah. are doing that and it was my brother on my account so even the stuff about my parents i obviously for those who don't know i have an identical twin brother so he was on my account at the time reading comments about my physical appearance which are obviously his physical it, appearance right too. so oh yeah God. it was tough like knowing that he's had to sit through and wade through thousands of messages that were all negative Damn, that's a good brother. Props to him. Haven't met him, but props to him. He was also super funny on my Instagram. So it it can help. I was like, just whatever comes out, if there's memes, just jump on them immediately. Just be first to the joke and be in on the joke. So it kind of gives the trolls less to like grab onto. Right. Right. If you can make fun of yourself, whatever. I remember now. So I have a friend who he was on Bachelorette. He was on there for like five seconds, but then he was in Paradise. I'm probably going to have him on, so maybe I won't go into too much detail. Anyways, he, the producers kind of forced him to do something really, really messed up. And he did, and he got attacked for it. And like, even me, like when I met him, I kind of brought it up and I was like, oh, this was really messed up. Like, what is this? And he explained it to me. I can tell you later. Um, So I don't ruin the little tidbit when I do it with him. But he was then on Love Island, Poland. And we talked about the differences between like reality TV in America. I mean, I don't have my personal experience and reality TV elsewhere. And he said that reality TV in Poland was like, like, he was like, I 
literally walked out of there like a better person. He's like, because in apparently in American reality TV, you don't have a psych that like talks to you throughout or whatever, checks in with you or like afterwards. And in Poland, they do. And like he worked on stuff. So Eastern European, like it was funny that you brought brought up robotic, like the men are considered like that's the way you're supposed to be raised. Like, God forbid you show emotions. You cannot be emotional. Like you are a rock, you're a robot. We don't want to see anything from you. And that's kind of how he was. And they, um, the psychologist like called him out on that. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I mean, I've never really noticed that. And like, I finally was able to like start working on that, which was really cool. And he's like, yeah, I mean, he's like, I would do reality TV in Poland. He's like, or, you know, somewhere else that does it like that in a heartbeat. And he's like, American reality TV. I will never touch that again. So yeah, there are comments that I've had before about being cold and robotic and emotionless i also one of the other reasons i did the show was to offer like a different to the archetypal kind of guys that go the show go and do the show like the usual um you know the forms of masculinity and like all of that stuff i'm quite there's there's a spectrum and i don't sit where the usual archetypal guy would be i was i knew it'd get some backlash but i ultimately knew that it was part of the conversation i wanted to be part of so when when i was doing the show that obviously the comments about the way i dress or my image were always going to happen but I was able to go and see someone in the welfare team every single day. If I wanted to go and see, have a call with a psychiatrist, I could literally hold my microphone and say, please can I go and talk to someone? And just like that, you, you know, like the diary room kind of situation, the beach hut, we can yeah. go to one of them and there's someone sat on a Zoom call <clears throat> waiting for us to talk to us. Um, so they're they're super helpful. But yeah, I think the show the show had to learn that lesson. For, for the UK Love Island show, that was a lesson I had to learn a couple of years ago with some bad situations with contestants. Right. And so now it's like that's the support is offered to everyone who goes to the show whether you're there a day or eight weeks yeah you get that support and you get that support beyond your time in the villa too which is really helpful yeah i think that's definitely important i mean even just being a social media um a presence i mean i get hate on a regular basis of like kill yourself or whatever or like comments about like my appearance and to tear me down even when like when i put up my video of like the difference in metal earnings i got so much hate there was a guy that like came at me and was like ripping me apart in comments and i like kept responding like i've kind of learned whether it's good or bad that I mean, it really like, there's nothing you can tell me. Like, I mean, from friends, like I would take more personally what you said to me than like yeah. any stranger because you at least, okay. It's not like, you know, me very well. It's not like we hang out on a regular basis, but like you have a general idea of who I am. So your opinion matters more to me versus some random dude that's miserable about his day. And like, it doesn't mean anything to me at this point. Like I'm really not phased. Like I laughed. I'm like, okay, this, like you're clearly miserable whether you're yeah. jealous of me for whatever reason or you're just having a shitty day and I like, kept responding to him and then an hour later he messaged me back apologizing and he's like I've had the shittiest week like I'm so sorry I don't know why like you just got all of this he's like I'm just upset like you absolutely like and he still like follows me and supports me to this day and, like sends me really nice wow. messages like we had this whole long conversation and I I was really shocked because I feel like no one ever does things like that anymore like no one goes back on what they say no no like even like my friends are incapable of saying I'm sorry sometimes. <laughs> so like having a random stranger, like, you know, go back yeah. to message me to apologize. He's like, I'll delete all the comments. Like nine times out of 10, like if you clap back well enough, people just remove their comments. But like, yeah, so that was really interesting to see because that's a rarity. But anyways, my point was um, with it. I think it takes a certain level of person or like maturity or under maybe emotional understanding to to understand like where these comments are coming from. Like if you see me, I'm not writing any of those comments anywhere on anybody. 
Like there's, whether I'm watching them on reality TV or somebody makes a TikTok about them, I'm not writing hate comments because it's not necessary. I don't know the full story. I'm not there. I'm always there hyping people up. So I think it's, it's a certain level of person that is willing to go out of their way to write hateful stuff. And I don't know, like if anybody's listening that does this, like really think about what you're doing. Like you're, you're the one honestly humiliating yourself, not anybody else. What they're trying to, what they're ultimately trying to do is project the things that they're unhappy (laughs) about and someone else. And hopefully if it brings them down, it makes you feel better, which never happens. Right. But equally when you're at the end of them, you think it's frustrating or it's annoying you and you feel like replying. All you're doing is holding on to that conversation for longer and longer and longer. So it will affect your day rather than just affects two seconds that you read it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the other, the other things that I learned was like not to place any validation in your appearance or your identity or anything like that in anyone else, just have it reside within you and yeah. you'll be fine no matter yeah. what you read, whether it's good and it wants to inflate your ego or whether it's bad and it wants to bring you down. As long as you stay true within your own self, then you'll be okay either end. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's challenging when there's, when there's a lot, it takes a while to get there. It's, it's all part of a process and a journey. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's really, um, helpful that, that they do provide, you know, um, somebody that can help you through that because obviously they can deal with that and they can give you advice to get to the place where you doesn't really matter. So I'm really glad that you have that very happy. Yeah, um, thanks. yeah. So what else did I want to cover? Oh, my, my last question. Okay. So we're not going to ask for further details because we probably just, yeah, we shouldn't. Um, but do you think that all the couples that left the show together will stay together based on what you saw? You don't need to provide names. You don't need to give examples, but what do you I think, think? I can give, no, I think, um, so Millie and Liam are as strong as you'll ever meet anyone to be. Okay. So I love that. I love them. They, so good. Yeah. They have, despite their distance in their relationship, with where they come from originally, they've been speaking about outside. And when I spoke to them in the villa, they were like, they don't really care if they win or not. They felt like they'd won it anyway. So the Aww, night that I went home, so cute. Honestly, the night that I went home, we were all sat on the <laughs> swing. And so there's Millie, so there's Liam talking about Millie and Liam, Teddy talking about Teddy and Faye, Aaron and um, Tyler. And we're basically all just saying, look, whoever goes home tonight, we're all going to see each other in a week, but ultimately none of us were there for 50 grand. We're all there to find a person and they'd all felt like they'd found that anyway. So they'd won. Regardless if they went home tonight, tomorrow, or they won, the outcome for them was the same. So cute. So going out, obviously I know now what they're all like. And yeah, I would advocate all of them to have really solid relationships. I saw them all at the weekend too. I think a lot of people ask me questions about Teddy and Faye. I was really, really close with Teddy in, in the villa. And what I can say about their relationship is they just have this amazing ability to overcome things. Whether yeah. it's like, you know, Faye's slightly argumentative side, she won't mind me saying. <laughs> or you know, whether they don't engage socially with each other, they'd never have met on the outside and all of these things. It doesn't actually really matter because they have this ability to overcome challenges. And they know that within themselves that their love for one another is what will override all, all the things that they can encounter. So again, they're about as solid as you will see. Um, and then, yeah, Tyler and Kaz, who are like the two best people. Um, it's I funny. Love Tyler and Kaz. I would have never placed them together. I, I, I don't, I've been trying to figure out like why I wouldn't place them together, but I love yeah. them together. Like, I don't know, like no, my, I think- like, like in a club, like if I saw them, I would be like, I would never be like, oh, these two would be a great couple. You know what I mean? But seeing them together, yeah. they're a great couple. They're great. Honestly, I think they both had a little bit of a journey in the villa too, like yeah. a couple other partners and eventually came back to each other. 
And then, yeah, just being around them is just awesome. They make each other laugh. They banter each other all the time. Um, and they're super, super cute together. Uh, we went on a night out at the weekend and just seeing how, like, they look out for each other and they look after each other on a night out and, like, laugh at each other is great. They're, they're two really, really great people. And together they make, like, this perfectly balanced one body. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool. They're, they're really good people. <clears throat> okay, but you didn't mention one couple. What are your thoughts on this one last couple? Should I understand your silence? Do you mean nothing? Which, something? Which couple do you want me to talk on? Um, Chloe. Chloe and Toby. Sorry, yeah, completely forgot. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, they are, you know, when you meet people who are, they still have that like innocent naivety about them, which is endearing. Yeah. And they're just like fun. They're like yeah. the definition of fun. When you're around them, they're not, they're like never not laughing with each other, at each other, whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're um, always making jokes. Yeah, constantly. And then seeing them meet each other's families and all this stuff. Yeah, they're cool. They're, they're like super, super compatible. If you could, if they like bumped into each other in the street, you feel like they'd just be in a relationship one way or another because they're just so like funny together and great together. I love um, that. Yeah, they're cool. They're great. And that's what you're going to talk about Jake and Liv or Aaron and Mary. But... Um, no, Aaron and Mary, they were early on and they left early. No, no, no. They, they. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot uh, about the, all the Aaron. Yeah, that was the yeah, other yeah. Aaron. <clears throat> so, okay. So I guess I understand what that means. <laughs> yeah. Do you know got what? It. Aaron, I got on really well with, well, I got on really, really well with Aaron. Aaron was the person I was probably closest with because he was the last in just before me. Right. And he also left just after me. Sorry if that's a spoiler for anyone who's not caught. Um, so he was basically the only person I could call. When I came out, I didn't know any other contestants. And the only people I knew were basically the finalists. So Aaron's right. the only person I could call, talk to and confide in and all of that stuff. So yeah, I love Aaron. He's, he's such a good guy. Um, Mary, I got on really well with, but their dynamic has been really challenging since they left. So yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah, I was really sad about <coughs> the whole Jake and Liberty thing. Um, we don't have to talk too much about it, but um, I they're, feel they're like both lovely people. Honestly, they're the loveliest, most honest, and genuine people. I know Jake. Jake left not long after we did, and I saw him a couple of days after. And seeing how the public responded to him from what was aired and what it was actually like living with him for over a week was completely in stark contrast yeah he's literally he's genuine he just has his own problems with expression and communication and stuff like that which he knows um and yeah it was just it was just super unfortunate but i think they were, it was nice to see how they were each mature enough to say it's healthiest that they both stepped away from what they were going through that just at that time so yeah, yeah I, I didn't really see them going the distance even though I really was rooting for them because I mean yeah. I just I just think Jake didn't really I mean again it's reality tv I understand that yeah. so it's not like I'm taking this all 100% but it's what I have to go based off of let me repeat again um but he just said some dumb things I that I think that just really didn't need to be said um or the way that he said them like I get like, you can find other people attractive that aren't your significant other and doesn't mean anything because you're just like people, yeah but the way you say that to your partner has to be very sensitive and delicate. right yeah. right it's like okay I can have a crush on Ryan Gosling for the rest of my life but doesn't mean yeah. that I'm just because he walks down the street I'm gonna be with him um I mean I'll think well, about it for a little bit longer than an average person but can you blame me um yeah but and especially when I saw like their movie night um episode oh god <clears throat> That's what I, was I think like, that mm. was really, really pivotal for them. It was kind of like the catalyst in what was to follow, unfortunately. But I saw Lib's birthday was just the weekend. She's, I know, I saw. She's so happy. Her parent, her mom is lovely. Her grandmother's lovely. You can tell she comes from such a nice family too. 
and that's probably why she's such a great person herself but yeah two really nice honest people hopefully they can both find their own their happiness whether it's together eventually or what yeah they're, they're both great people yeah i hope jake can find his little foot queen <laughs> i love that for him <clears throat> all right well honestly i think that's all the questions i have i couldn't ask every single question that everybody else had in my dms because there was just too many of them but i feel like i got the general ones of them mm-hmm. um is there anything else that you would like said since you ha- you control the narrative now oh i control the narrative look at all this power I feel <laughs> like thanos um no i mean yeah just for, for people watching these shows, think about like, there's lots of commentators on these shows because they're so popular online. <laughs> and just know that when you're commentating, like you have today, for example, um, just know that you're commenting on something that's kind of a constructed reality, not like a true, it's not like you're just sat at home watching 24 hours a day. You watch five minutes of a day for each person. Yeah. So just be mindful of what you're actually consuming and how you respond to that. Um, but yeah, Priya and I, uh, we get on well, despite everyone coming up to me in the street like, oh my God, she's such a bad person. You could do so much better. I'm like, yeah, we had to live together for a whole week after the show. Right. Um, you didn't kill each other then, so it can't no, be too exactly. bad. And we're doing, we're filming a show at the end of this week together too, where we sit down and have dinner with each other and we get to go through all of the things that we've been speaking about today. So that'll be interesting. I'll let, let everyone know when that airs so you can catch up again. Yeah, I'll post it so that everybody can know the tea. Hopefully we find out that little thing that you couldn't tell me about now. A lot of tea. I cannot wait for it. Well, (laughs) thank you so much. I won't keep you from all your other interviews and all that stuff, but it was lovely seeing you. And well, I guess guess we'll have to be Zooming until we can find each other in the world again. Thanks so much for doing this. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brett. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.